Hi, it's Carrie Life Art, and you listen to the podcast Body is the Temple in this episode. If you uh, can possibly take some time and you can try and use that mythology uh, that your body is a temple and it is a sacred one and note it is the only one that you will receive, then you might start thinking about your body and your life in a more uh, serious and, and constructive way. Life Art and you are listening to the podcast Body is a Temple where you can find motivation and inspiration to take control over your health and life. This episode is amazing and I strongly believe that you will take actions to change your life after listening to it. Ingo is a karate badass and at the same time very humble and modest gentleman. I'm totally in love with his approach to find happiness in mediocrity and slowing down. Please listen to the end and show me your support by leaving a comment. This is super important for me to hear from you and make this podcast better and better. Don't hesitate. I want to hear from you everything that you like and what you don't like. So please leave the comment and enjoy the show. I'm super excited about my today's guest because he's a walking and living proof that you can take control over your body and health, even in the most hopeless situation. My today's guest is uh, Ingos Norarsson, who is extraordinary inspiration for anyone who is struggling with the long-term injury or accident. He's one of the top eight world champion in karate in Germany and winner of US Open in 2009. And all this after being seriously injured during car accident and being diagnosed, unable to train and compete karate ever again. He was born in Reykjavik in Iceland and he started to train karate since he was 10 years old. In 1991, he had a car accident. He drove car off the road, rolled it and fell out. He broke spine in two pieces, dislocated the collarbone and needed about 60 stitches in the face and head. He spent many hours after the longest surgery in Iceland and even more hours under rehabilitation. All doctors agreed that he will not be able to train karate. But he didn't listen to them and started working with his own body, proving they are all wrong. It took him only five years to become Icelandic team member in 1996. More than that, he became Icelandic Cup champion five years in a row. He competed internationally and had about 50% of karate medal rate. Currently, he's working as an Icelandic national karate coach, traveling around the world with his team. You can also find him working as a personal trainer in Reykjavik. He's definitely one of the best mentors and coaches in Iceland. He's helping athletes and not only to overcome their health issue and increase quality of their performance. Ingo, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Um, what is the most interesting for me is to, where did you find this uh, motivation to keep going with your trainings and become successful and didn't listen to people who were saying that you you will not be able to train again? 
Well, uh, at the time when I uh, had the car accident, I was 17 years old. And I guess when you're 17, you are, uh, well, you're full of energy. And I think that it's, it's easy for me to say now that at the age of 17, you, you feel that you can achieve so much and you can absolutely just conquer the world. Uh, so obstacles are uh, something that you just don't see. And when when uh, you have, uh, well, let's say a sidestep uh, in the way uh, of having the accident, uh, it's difficult to 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 look at the fact that you simply might not be able to do what you love and uh, you might have to adjust to new situation so uh, at that time I felt I needed to uh, to have at least uh, the proof that I would be uh, affected by the accident and uh, that in that way I needed to test myself. So uh, what I did was I started working very hard on uh, my condition and uh, I, well, in a sense I, I did everything, uh, well, completely backwards from what the uh, doctors told me to do. So uh, maybe it was not the wisest thing to do at the time, but um, if if I would have the same experience now with uh, the knowledge and the experience that I have, uh, I would maybe uh, take it a, a few steps uh, slower or, or, or a little bit little bit slower than I did. But uh, I think I, I learned a lot of things along the way, and uh, it it was just that mentality that that, that you would you know nothing can stop you and and you really want to try and and you just move on in spite of everything what was the thing that you were 100% sure that you are in love in karate and you want to do it and you were like so committed to do this uh, despite the obstacles well it it comes down to what you believe in and uh, i was always fascinated by the martial arts and uh it, it, it's also the drive that you have towards the things that you love, and uh, I was very enthusiastic uh, towards my my training, and I, I had a small experience with the sport, and uh, I uh, knew a little bit about the competitions and and what what the what could be achieved if one would. Uh, I guess train very hard, so uh, I felt that this was perhaps something that would take away my opportunity. So uh, I wasn't fine with that. I, I, I definitely wanted to achieve a little bit more and uh, see how far I would be able to go. And uh, I think that if you have a setback in your training or or in something that you believe in uh, you can find a lot of energy you can find a, find a lot of energy and when you find a lot of energy you will find solutions and uh, those solutions might be tough 
and and be very difficult, but at least uh, it's worth a shot. You you just gotta try. So, what was your vision for yourself at that time? You wanted to be a champion. You wanted um, achieve things that the martial art um, could um, give you possibility, or like what was the vision that push you? Well, my vision at that time was was to uh, uh, to well at least be within the Icelandic uh, team, like the national team, and. Uh, I had always been fascinated about what you could do with your body and and how you can move your body, and most of the martial arts, they uh, are based on on total body function. So so it's not like you're just throwing something or kicking something. You you you're using your whole body to uh, exploit the technique that you want to use, and uh, I was always fascinated with with that idea. So in a sense, it was. It was about me uh, becoming better as a martial artist and at the same time being able to express myself physically in in a manner that I would be uh, uh, proud of and, and uh, would aim to achieve. So did you need to adjust the training? So, so after the accident, you need to design your own training so it will be different than before? Oh, yeah. And I'm how you... This started to discovering this process. Well, uh, when you're lying in the hospital, you have a lot of time to think. And uh, at the time, I was living in Selfos. I'm raised there, and uh, just being in that moment, uh, I had a, uh, I had a little bit of a clarification because I understood then that you know, life can be pretty serious and. Uh, if you are going to uh, take matters in your own hands and uh, be the master of your own destiny, then you need to not only think about where you want to go, you also need to think about how you're going to do it. And um, I thought about, a well, not a very uh, thorough plan, but um, I decided that when... We had that meeting where uh, the doctors told me that I would need to stop doing uh, the martial arts. Uh, then I decided that I would need to push myself a little bit harder than I've had bef- had to do before. And I would go a little bit more into detail, detail with, uh, with the physical aspect of my training. Uh, by that I mean... I would be training uh, the style of karate, of course, but I would also go a little bit deeper into the physical aspect of getting myself ready to be able to do the training because the training is actually quite hard if you li- if you want to become successful. Do you feel you're master of your own destiny at the moment? No, I don't feel it by that at all. At the moment, I feel a little bit more like... Uh, I've done. I've, I have achieved uh, some of the things that I wanted to achieve, um, and I, in recent times, I, I started doing a lot more of meditation, and uh, I understand that you you can control some of the things that you have in your life and the in the path that you go, but 
in a sense, we are very small, and uh, things can change very hard, very quickly. And uh, the way I feel now is a little bit more like uh, I go along with the situations that 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 I have to deal with, and I try to make the best out of my efforts. Uh, but I also understand that, uh, you know. We are very, very small entities in a very, very big game, which we call life. So um, I feel it's a little bit easier for me to to uh, to go along and uh, achieve the things that I want to achieve, having the having the mentality that uh, some things I can influence and affect, but. Other things I might not be able to control, so uh, we only have we only have so much of control in our life that we have to adjust to the situations that we uh, that we might experience. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, I don't know who said that, but um, we can't really control other people or what. It's happening around us. The only thing what we can control is how we react to this how, and how we um, approach things that are happening to us. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Could you give um, some kind of like a steps or um, some advices to people who are experiencing something that's holding back many like different things sometimes it can be like an injury sometimes can be like financial um, failure mm. how they can um, start to design to get over it and move forward yeah yeah I, I totally can do that because I, I have my own vision of, of these things and um, right now there's there's a lot of uh, coaches who who thrive on the uh, idea of optimism and like that that you think optimistically, then uh, things will become better and you will achieve more. And in my opinion, this is uh, something that is much well. You can of course be optimistic, but uh, it is a little bit different between people because. I know a lot of people who who think in a pessimistic way and they're not in denial but they they understand that they need to work hard and they they truly they 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 visualize the obstacles that they have to overcome and that suits them very well so uh, in my view I think we need to find our personal experience and our personal view on the way we we motivate ourselves because for one person it might be very useful be, to be very optimistic and uh, believe in the law of attraction that that uh, like attracts like and that might suit that person but uh, it it doesn't apply to everyone because everyone has their own different personalities and beliefs so uh, number one, we need to start diagnosing uh, ourselves from within, how we think about life and what we believe in. And so only then you can understand 
what method you're gonna use uh, to motivate yourself to finish a task. Because you might have somebody who would go very hard because he's very afraid of losing. And to me, that's a very viable option if that suits that person. And you might have another person who uh, believes in uh, the positivity of winning and that might suit that person. So, so you have, you have two different poles there, but who serve as as energy for for those two persons, but totally different uh, mythology. Number one, diagnosing what motivates us, right? Yeah. Did yeah. I understand it correctly? Okay, and go on. So, so when you have that platform, you understand where you can work from and what you believe in. Then you can start setting yourself up with goals. And it one thing that is very important regarding goals is, yes, you 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 set your goal, and then you can start setting. Uh, the pathway towards that goal, but what is that goal going to give you? Too many people, they say, okay, I would like to become rich. Let's take that for for instance. But okay, uh, but do you clearly understand what that means and what that gives you? What's the return of becoming rich? How will you feel? Uh, can you go through a typical day of being a rich person? So, uh, or can you go through a typical day of just being uh, a very strong person, having some uh, uh, victories or or successful things coming towards you? So, you have to understand what it is that you receive in getting your goal, and you have to really decide what it is that you want from that goal because just trying to 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 aim at a goal is not enough you you have to know the upside of your goal so uh, so why like so why you be- want to become rich or why you want to win yeah. a competition absolutely mm-hmm. because you can have a goal and you can strive for that goal and you can reach that goal and that goal can become extremely, uh, well, you can become very disappointed with your goal, actually, when you reach that goal, if you don't have an understanding of what it gives you or why you're doing it. So, okay, I, be, I will become this or that, but I thought it will feel totally different. So, so it's very important to understand why you're going for that goal, because the why will give you the purpose of the goal and that will give you a much clearer vision of your goal. So too many people, they just strive for something just to become something and put the end dot there. So just become rich or become strong or become fit. But they fail to visualize, okay, why do I want to become fit? Actually, we have a lot of fit people, very fit people who are actually unhappy with their body, very unhappy. And there are are studies that show that many even very qualified athletes, uh, strong, fit athletes that that hold many titles or or are are competing at international levels, they 
in many cases are not so happy with themselves because they are in constant search of something more. You strive for that goal and then you think this is not enough. And then you are trying to get something else. You're trying to become something else. And what happens then is you will be uh, hungry for something that you can't fulfill. So, so number one is you have to, in that sense, is you have to understand what will happen when I receive this goal. So, uh, because it's not a good feeling to be totally hungry all the time. It, it puts a strain on you and, and you have to be able to relax and enjoy the moment. And if you're constantly striving for a goal and you achieve that goal, then you have to get another goal and it's going to put a lot of strain on you and you, you're going to miss the moment. You're always thinking ahead of yourself and you actually miss out of the wonders that is the present. So do you think it comes to spirituality and having um, purpose in life more than goals? Yeah, I, I believe so. I, I believe that uh, a purposeful life is a life which is much richer because um, you have to think of your life or it's, it's, I think it's more colorful to uh, live a life which has a meaning beyond yourself. So <clears throat> often I see... I see people strive for goals, and I see it's a in a very selfish way, if you if you know what I mean. So it's all about what I will receive or or I will get or become, but the picture is a little bit bigger. So so we are all we are all connected through this thing called life and society, and um, having a purpose of becoming a person who has a certain kind of energy, who maybe believes in, in uh, yeah, we can call it positive thinking or we can call it having influence on other people or, or, or the environment. I think it's a little bit more colorful than just being someone who is just striving for a goal. What's your purpose? My purpose is very simple. My purpose is uh, enjoying the life that I live, and uh, I, I am a little bit fascinated with uh, renovation. So uh, I like, actually, I like leaving things or situations a little bit better than they were when I entered the, the situation or got the things. Can you give some example? Well, like... Uh, in my uh, work as a national team trainer for Iceland, uh, I look at that work as I'm, I'm not only a coach for the people who I'm training. I'm a service agent. I am actually working for them. I'm not their boss. I'm not the guy who just tells them how it is. I am a service agent that they can come to and yeah, yes, I am hard, and uh, I I demand that everybody pushes themselves as hard as they can. But I'm I'm my role is a service agent. That's number one, and I'm striving to make something a little bit stronger 
and better within themselves than it was before. It's the same with I have I have a little bit of uh, you know I ha- I've had few hobbies in my life and one of those hobbies is I like in some cases old stuff and I like bringing life to old stuff because um, I see potential in in uh, things that might have a little bit longer lifespan and I enjoy. Uh, putting my energy to to something that has had better days and uh, I can see that energy become a little bit uh, stronger so that applies to both uh, living things and things that don't have uh, at least a visible life okay so um, you were talking a little bit about this uh, positive thinking Um, but I know that you're using uh, NLP uh, in your work. Can you tell a little bit more about that? Maybe like a shortly, how, how does it work? Yeah. And how do you work with this? Yeah, the NLP is a little bit about perspective because uh, let's take an incident, incident where something happens and four people witness what happened and uh, you will have four four different versions of actually what it was that happened because we all have different kind of perspectives on life and different kind of perspective on the things that happen in our life. So uh, what NLP does is it's short for Neuro Linguistic Programming. It actually gives you a tool to both understand how people see uh, life and situations And it gives you a tool to clarify for people, give them, uh, well, we can say a tool to change the picture. Because many people, they, uh, they, they experience life through a certain kind of filter. So, so they experience something and their filter might Uh, might produce a positive or a negative image of that something happening, and NLP. This is the filter that we get uh, learning through our experience growing up, right? Absolutely, mm-hmm. from our experience growing up, or mo- or some people might might be uh, optimistic or pessimistic just uh, from the get go. So uh, NLP gives you tools to both diagnose and create a different kind of picture for people so they can understand themselves a little bit better and also respond to different situations a little bit better. So so it's a, it's a clarification tool if I can use those few words. Um, did you have um, some of kind of most important competitor in your experience in competing, someone who like fight was um, the most profound for you, taught you the most or? Well, yeah, I think I had a few because when when you go through a long career, you, you see a lot of things. And uh, uh, well, in my uh, experience, I was a little bit more about about Uh, what was going on than uh, who was doing what was going on. So 
the thing is that we have a lot of people doing all kinds of sports, and those people have extreme talents. Uh, some might be able to bring that talent uh, in competitions, and some people might be able or might not be able to bring that talent because there's something holding them back. But uh, with regards to my uh, my sport, I, I saw a lot of uh, uh, very qualified people uh, who, who came from France in, in my competition days and uh, they, they had so they had such a good structure and uh, they were doing so many good things but everything on an optimistic level I could see that most of them were enjoying what they were doing and uh, these are just uh, most of the people who who were in the uh, French team around I think uh, 1996 seven and up until 2003 and four. But um, with regards to having role models, uh, I think I, I I don't see that I had such uh, or so many role models that I wanted to emulate or copy. I just I was taking bits and pieces from different uh, people and just learning from everybody. I enjoyed that. This is uh, really interesting for me that you said um, that you were more focused on what's going on, you know, what's going on instead of who is doing this. So that helped you to figure out how to win in a particular. Yeah, I fight. think also. Well, if you think about it, if you idolize somebody so much, you put that someone on a pedestal. So you're looking upwards to that person, like like. Uh, most of most people look up to celebrities, but people who are celebrities are just people like you and me. They they are no different. Uh, they do the same things. They uh, they eat the same food. They experience life. So I think it's very dangerous for dangerous for us to look at other people as as role models in the sense that they are so much better than we are. So if you think that way, you will always keep yourself at a certain place. So it will be difficult for you to rise from that place. So it's much better in my belief that that you can understand uh, what it is that is going on. And my, someone might be doing something that you're learning from, but that someone who you are learning from is just another human being and uh, just a person which uh, is actually no better than you are yourself. What are the things uh, that, uh, in your opinion, are holding people back to use their talent, to use their qualifications? Absolutely self-worth because uh, people don't, uh, on a general basis, people don't have uh enough knowledge and clarification about their self-worth they see that that it th this or that might be very difficult for them because they have been told that uh, there are s people who do things very well 
and those or or they look that way or or they are celebrities or what what not but most of the information that that we are taking in now are false information false information created through the social media created through some image photoshopped uh, pictures or or digital enhanced uh, movies and these information are are, uh, are 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 well in my opinion just very false because they are they're so far away from the reality that y- you will never be able to uh, copy those results or or follow follow those results because if you if you're looking at someone and you want that someone to be your role model and you're you're seeing his picture or her picture uh, looking at that beauty you know that most of the time it's based on something that has been changed that something that has been filtered or or changed technically so uh, it's it's a big lie Yes, and uh, yet people still try f- to be like that. Yeah, and th- starting the they they very often taking the phone, scrolling the Instagram. <laughs> yeah, you know the reason why. Why? Because the brain doesn't understand the difference between reality and fiction. So, here's my. Here, I'll, I'll explain. Is it that's why NLP works so well? It does. It does absolutely. Listen, you become afraid when you see a horror movie. Still, you know that you're just watching a picture on the screen. You know that the picture on the screen will never be able to touch you or, or influence you. But the brain doesn't understand. The brain is a tool, a mechanism that uh, receives information, and when we receive information from the environment information that we will just see straight in front of us the brain will not understand quite if those information are coming just from the environment that that you experience or from a screen or from a or from a cell phone so uh, it is a manipulation tool to to uh, if i can use that word when uh, you scroll through the instagram pictures and you receive those false information and you start believing those information because those information are constantly coming back and back to you how um in your opinion we should uh, work through this self worth to improve it to be more aware of how it is uh the number one would be to slow down uh, we need to slow down what does it mean that means that uh we have to understand that we are not designed for all the modern speed of of society that's number one. we have to be able to come back into the here and now even do a little bit of uh, meditation and uh also i think there's way too much abuse of uh of instant gratitude uh both food uh chemicals 
or uh, or entertainment so we have to distance ourselves a little bit from that because uh, like here in Iceland uh, the use of all kinds of of drugs alcohol has skyrocketed uh, we are we are going through life without having the notion of how it is to be with a clear head and a clean mind uh, we work and then we party then we work and then we party and uh, the speed is way too too high for us to be able to come into where we are now and how we experience life so slowing down would be would be uh, my number one point of reference okay anything else <laughs> yeah learning to uh, balance your mind also just to uh, connect to your breathing and control your emotions because our emotions are always triggered by so many things that are going on in the environment it's like an engine which is turning very fast we have to uh, get that engine to slow down a little bit so um, we going through uh, well at least i'm not saying that everybody needs to meditate exactly but but being able to go within yourself and, and just feel a little bit of how do i actually feel how am i breathing am i relaxing do i enjoy where i am right now so uh, do you do any um, breathing techniques oh yeah 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 well, yeah, I'm, I'm Wait, what one uh, well i've learned i learned uh, deep breathing methods just through uh, my sport and um, i've done a lot of meditation uh, through the years um, mostly the last five years maybe i just do about 15 minutes a day meditation just slowing down just breathing and uh, it's it's not it's nothing uh, which is very uh, complicated you just sit down you close your eyes you start uh, experiencing the environment like uh, the temperature of the room that you're in if there are some sounds or, or something that can interfere uh, this takes you maybe uh, 10 seconds then you uh, put your intention inside and you think about how you feel i mean uh, do you have an itch someplace are you sitting comfortably how how is the breathing are you breathing uh, slowly calmly down to your abdomen or or do you have a short breathing are your shoulders relaxed so when you have taken maybe about 20 30 seconds to adjust your outsides and your insides then you can start meditating and Meditation is nothing more than just shutting off your your uh, your brain, which is constantly interfering with your mind. Just shutting off the brain because that brain is used to being on, totally on from the beginning that you wake up and until you go to sleep. And if you can do that just by focusing on your breathing, relaxing, and not not trying to fight maybe if if i relax i go into meditation and if i will start thinking about something then that thought will just come and it will just leave uh, in a few seconds i don't try to interfere it i just let it come and i let it go it's similar to to if you're standing uh, by a road and there's heavy traffic 
and uh, you can just let those cars just go by. You don't have to stop a car and just sit in that car and go with the car. Just let it come and let it go. And it's a very simple way of meditation. But uh, I was act- actually uh, taken and into a small research in uh, in Landspitali here in Iceland. And uh, I did meditation for a few minutes. And they actually took saliva and blood tests on me before and after the meditation. And it was actually quite... It was quite revealing what what we saw because we saw about uh, 79% degrees in cortisol and about 11% uh, increase in testosterone. So, so you you actually you adjust your body with uh, with just slowing down, even meditating a little bit, but mostly slowing down and being able to be calm. Yeah, there. A lot of research proving uh, the benefits of the meditation. Even famous uh, Wim Hof technique uh, that he is proving that through power of the mind he can like swim under the cold water and stay in the ice cold water for not only minutes but hours. Um, what other uh, things do you do to enhance your health, like sauna, the cold therapy? Mm. I've tried cold therapy and and. It, it, I, I understand that it's extremely beneficial or, 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 or strong for most people. Uh, I like it, but I don't do it so much. But I try to mostly just uh, live a normal life. So uh, I don't try to strive for something uh, spectacular because I think that you actually feel a little bit better when you just keep your feet both both feet planted on the ground so uh, my methods are actually not that uh, exciting if i can use that word because i try to stay calm and i try to uh, just let my days go by in the best way possible and I actually one one of the strongest thing that you can come into terms to, uh, if you think about progress, is it's okay to do mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes because we are not perfect. Uh, let yourself make mistakes and just learn from them. Uh, there, there's not any person in this world or in history has been perfect and we judge ourselves way too hard uh, you like meditation have you uh, tried floating floating tank do you know what it is uh, I haven't tried it but but I've, I've talked to people who, who have uh, experienced it and uh, and they feel uh, a very strong sense of of relief in their body so but I haven't tried it myself actually you know it's in Reykjavik yeah 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 I've, mm. I've heard about it and yeah I tried it I really like it uh, in case of slowing down with the mind yeah and being more relaxed and that the feeling of floating really helps to discover more yeah I also think that just connection to the body with with water or, or the connection to water uh, it brings you a little bit closer to earth connection. So I think it's it's uh, important for us to to use water as like 
even just going to swimming pools or or moving in water or relaxing in water is something that is very uh, natural to us. I think it's very good for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the podcast is called Body is a Tem- Temple. Do you agree that the body is a temple? Well, it's a very, very uh, nice image of, of uh, if, you, if you think about it, uh, of living your life uh, and, and thinking about your body as a temple because to most people, a temple is something sacred. And when you think about something sacred, you don't want to spoil that. Uh, and uh, it, it's a very, very good way for people to to think about life and their body. Uh, but sadly, uh, the speed in the society is, is so great that it's, it's very difficult for people to stop and actually understand what they are doing with their body and their minds because we are always just moving forward. Just go a little bit harder, go a little bit faster, strive for more and achieve more. And it's very difficult for us to, to be able to, to remain in balance. So I would, I would say that if you, if you uh, can possibly take some time and you can try and use that mythology uh, that your body is a temple and it is a sacred one and note it is the only one that you will receive, then you might start thinking about your body and your life in a more uh, serious and, and constructive way. Yeah, this is my mission with uh, with this podcast to inspire people to do that. Do you treat your body as a temple? Well, I, I do and I don't. So uh, I made a lot of mistakes. And uh, I, uh, I, I've often, I've worked too hard. I've uh, tried to do too many things at the same time. So um, I've, I've learned a lot uh, for for uh, maybe the last twenty or twenty two years, but um, I think that I'm becoming more qualified now in recent time to to uh, slow down and uh, actually understand what it is that I'm doing. So I'm not as affected by all kinds of things that happen around me. So it's it's easy for me to remain calm, so I don't become so stressed, um, and uh, so uh, I guess it's something that all of us learn just uh, through experience. But not all of us pay so much attention to what we are doing. But I try to pay attention uh, on how things affect me and how I can how I can let's say train myself to uh, l- not let so many things influence the way I feel or 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 uh, the way I think about life how long do you think you're gonna live well it's a it's a interesting question because I'm not bothered by the idea that I would be taken away. So I'm not afraid of of life finishing, actually. Uh, but 
I'm afraid of many things. I'm afraid of heights, like I don't like high altitudes or or I don't enjoy going uh, to some crazy roller coaster. Uh, I'm not fearless, but um, but life ending doesn't bother me that much because I've had a very good life. I, I'm very thankful for the opportunities. Uh, but then again, I think that uh, I will I will be here for for some time more and. Uh, uh, I, I at least I live the way uh, I live a decent and maybe I'm not going to say such a secure way but just a regular way of life but um, you know I, I, I haven't I, I've never drunk alcohol I've never uh, done any smoking or, some, or things like that but I think that the key to uh, a successful and long life is a little bit through just mediocrity. So you you have you can if you like you you can have a little bit of chocolate, and you can go to the movies, and you can be lazy from time to time. So if you think of yourself as a human and you are you're able to mistake to do mistakes, but you try to do your best then I think that will lead to a, a better and longer life. So let's say I'll, uh, I'll at least uh, have, I'll at least go, go for uh, the, uh, what's the Icelandic uh, lifespan? Is it about 80 years? I have no idea, to be honest. <laughs> I think it's about 80, 80 82 or something like that. Mm, but I'll what's your, you know, why you uh, aim to the, Average Icelandic. <laughs> well, because uh, I live in the uh, these surroundings, I'm 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 eating similar food as most of the other people in Iceland, or and uh, I live through similar dangers. Uh, you know, uh, Icelandic uh, living in Iceland is not such a dangerous way of living. It's it's easy here, so uh, I think it's a good chance of people. Uh, that people uh, will go for for a little bit higher lifespan, and uh, I'm I think I'm I'm one of those people. All right, what do you like in your job most? Well, mostly w- through my training or or working with people is is uh, uh, both uh, sharing the time and the moments with people. Uh, and uh, having some effect on on the way they feel, so so th- those two things are are what I enjoy the most. And uh, not so many people have the opportunity to work with other people, so I'm very um, I'm happy and uh, I'm happy that I'm in a very optimistic environment, and uh, that gives me a lot of energy. So uh, I think that those two things are are the two biggest factors. What's your biggest dream at the moment or your biggest goal? Mm. Well, I don't have so many dreams. I'm not chasing dreams, uh, I would say, but I have some goals that I'm working towards, like, uh, you know, uh, financially, I'm working towards some goals and uh, it's uh, running, I would say, just at at a pace where where I'm comfortable with 
so uh, uh, physically I'm I'm not striving for so many goals it's like when you do the competition years you're always striving for more or becoming better or trying to hone some skill at now I'm more like just enjoying doing what I'm doing so I don't have to push myself harder than the guy on the left or the guy on the right uh, I enjoy just being among other people doing similar things so uh, I would say that my main goal now is just being happy and, and enjoying what I'm doing if you could uh, describe a perfect world, um, how it would look like in case of environment, technology, I don't know, approach to animals, other human beings. Uh, yeah, the perfect world. I would say imperfection because nobody is perfect. That's okay, so but this is what we have. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> Actually. Yeah. So you think that what we have, it's actually perfect, the best that yeah, can be. I think that we can be grateful for everything that we have and, and don't strive, to, uh, don't strive to, to be perfect because it's very difficult to, to achieve that. Uh, strive for uh, gaining knowledge about yourself, strive for understanding how you respond to different situations and strive for being able to stay calm. That will give you so much bigger and stronger perspective on everything that you're doing. If you could um, give a advice to the listener uh, that they can start doing one, day, one thing um, every day that could change their life, health, what would it be? I would say meditate. Uh, because that influences everything else much more than than physical training in my belief uh, if you can learn to meditate so that you can actually control your emotions then everything you do will be so much easier uh, learning uh, working training everything becomes easier Totally agree with that. This is what I'm also like telling everybody to meditate or at least try to do some like a guided meditation, some reflection of just like slowing down, as you're saying. Mm. Okay. Um. The last question, actually, where people can find you online or live? <laughs> well, um, I think people can just find me on Facebook. I guess it's that's easy. Uh, or uh, well, I'm working in Raving and I enjoy working there. So uh, yeah, uh, uh, I have website. My own website is uh, ingo.is, and uh, it's it's. I think it's yeah. Or just uh, pick up the phone, check me out on on uh, my phone number, or hit me up. It's it's easy to find everybody today. Okay, thank you. Do you want to add something? Uh, no, just I'm just thankful for the opportunity to be here, and uh, I enjoy talking about what we believe in, and I hope that uh, some of the words that I've uh, spoken will uh, benefit people who listen. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
Hi guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. I strongly believe that you will take some actions from today or tomorrow to improve your life and health after listening to this episode. Please share your thought by leaving a comment. Also, if you know someone that might need to hear this message, please share this episode with them. I really appreciate any kind of your support. I want to make this podcast better and more professional. If you want to support me financially, I will use money for the music, podcast hosting, uploading this for iTunes and uh, editing. But the most important for me is your feedback and your comment, and that costs nothing. Thank you one more time for listening and let's spread wisdom, happiness and better life all over the world. That was Carrie Life Art and you are listening to Body is a Temple.